Thank you very much for coming into another um, majestic webinar for Old Guard New Blood. Uh, we've got a, another diverse uh, crowd again today, in, 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 uh, but everybody has been in the industry for a fair amount of time. I'm going to put Iman on the young side, and then uh, and, 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 and Judith has been around forever, and Mike came in somewhere in the middle of the last 20 years. Um, but the, uh, the, the, the fight today is between the concept of big SEO, enterprise-level SEO, and, uh, and small or SME SEO. And I want to exp you know, explore a little bit the, the, the differences between uh, approaches for individuals, uh, approaches for organizations, what's different in those, those kind of approaches, um, and, uh, and, and, uh, and what's the same. Uh, and I think the, the group I've got is incredibly uh, well suited for, for this. So I'm going to let, let, uh, let Judith, Mike, and him introduce themselves. Judith, do you want to start? Okay, um, sure. I'm Judith Lewis. Uh, you can use the search engine of your choice to really dig about uh, what, what's out there on me. And yes, that article about the chocoholic cybersex pioneer is about me. Um, I've been around for, I guess, 23, 24 years now, but I got online in the 80s, mid 80s. So I've been online for more than half my life and longer than some of you have been alive, I'm sure. That just makes me feel so old, because I am. <laughs> I have my own consultancy. Um, I, it's called DeCaba Consulting, uh, DeCaba Consultancy, I should say. And you can find it online at DeCaba.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. And I love what I do, digital marketing. I'm kind of one of those M people, not a T person. So I do a lot of SEO, but I do a lot of uh, social media. I do a lot of uh, PPC. I wrote a thesis on social media back in the 90s, early 90s, back before it was sexy and cool. Uh, so I've got a lot of deep uh, experience across it and I bring it to all the clients I work with. So it's all your fault, the social media stuff. Yeah, basically. Mike, <laughs> Mike what, uh, tell us about you. Hey, I'm Mike King. I'm the founder and managing director of an agency called iPool Rank based here in New York City. Um, you can't Google me because I have one of the most common names in the world, but you can <laughs> Google iPool Rank. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm similar in that I'm an M-shaped marketer or whatever, you know, uh, deep knowledge in the development side, deep knowledge in, uh, you know, just digital acquisition in general, and then also deep knowledge in like the market research stuff as well. So, you know, we work with a lot of enterprise brands of all size. Well, not all size, I guess, all kind. And um, and you've just yeah. written a book? Oh, an e-book, not like an actual book. An e-book, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but, but it's but, right, quite, quite an important book for this, uh, for this uh, particular session. So, yeah, what's your right, book? Yeah, so <laughs> it's uh, the Modern uh, Enterprise SEO Guide or what have you. So, you know, I didn't really see anything out there that really spoke to what the process needs to look like today and so i work with my team to generate a free ebook that you can download right now excellent we'll find out at the awesome. end you know uh we'll put a link in the uh, put a link in the uh the q a uh iman tell us about yourself so first it's imian <laughs> it's imian so, yeah. i've only Iman been saying that like... for like what six years you know <laughs> yes man it's like <laughs> so i've been uh, i've been um in the SEO field for like a quite while. It's been a while, like let's say it's uh, 13 years, not like you guys. So I was a web developers, knowing exactly how to develop that pages, understanding the structure of that kind of thing, helped me to move forward with my career into SEOs. 
So as a mother, of course, I have to work in-house most of the time or small SMBs or SMEs. So small, medium-sized businesses. But it's, um, it's really awesome to work with these things. Understanding these uh, technicalities helped me to move forward with my career. Of course, uh, agencies, uh, it's not my field because it's really a lot of diverse of projects and I can't keep up. Uh, with my kids and work of course that's why I didn't move into it but agencies um, I mean enterprises and uh, small businesses really uh, quite enough for me (laughs) (laughs) and what's your your association with uh, in Yahoo Uh, so (laughs) so association (laughs) with Yahoo is really uh, both it's like you know enterprises and uh, small medium-sized business so it's not just only like that so never reaches the small business but it's just like you know small medium now but it's based on enterprises so that's how it is so i i i, I mean i think the three of you really epitomize that you know the, the, the understanding what happens when you're trying to do enterprise kind of politics seo processes and small business seo processes and stuff so i'm pretty hopeful that we're going to get some <coughs> interesting juxtapositions or opposites or points of view here but I, i'll start off with with question number one before i jump into to some of the questions from from uh some of the registrants but if you uh, if you guys want to ask questions in the audience um i think i've got the q a system working uh maybe someone can put a question mark in the q a and i'll make sure that it's uh, it's working uh, would be great um but uh, uh um, if, you, if you do ask some questions, I'll try and get those out to the, to, to the, to the guys um, here. Oh, I see a little question mark. So thank you very much, whoever did that. That's perfect. It wasn't, it wasn't put in the question where I thought it was. So it's a good thing, I've, good thing I asked for that. Um, obviously, this is a Majestic-sponsored webinar. It's not about Majestic in any way, but uh, Majestic have got a new product out um, called Majestic Monitor. Um, if you guys haven't tried it, um, it's at a completely different URL, MajesticMonitor.com. Uh, and it's a, it's a, it's using some of the backbone of of Majestic to uh, use a different way to to, to do uh, find influencers and uh, um, and I think it's a, a pretty interesting looking tool. Um, I I hope you'll give it a try. I hope you play with it. Um, and that's the advert for Majestic sort of out the way, and we'll carry on moving on. So uh, we'll come back to Majestic later, I'm sure. Guys, I want to start with the the obvious question: What is the one thing that you think is fundamentally different between uh, an enterprise approach to SEO and a small business approach to SEO. And I'll start with Imian, uh, if I, if I so, pronounce that better this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, um, so um, enterprises, uh, SEO is diff- versus the s- small, medium sizes or s- small businesses. It's really uh, one thing or two things exactly. It's justifications and like, you know, flexibility in the process. That's mainly the thing between them. SEO campaign, no matter what the business is, is, it's the same processes, but unfortunately it is justifications and flexibility till now. I just have a huddle between them. <laughs> so to process that kind of thing. But it's, um, it is a really a challenge. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, but it's like, you know, mm. um, in order to test and uh, see that SEO campaign achievement is varies between two things. Um, between these two uh, businesses. Okay, I'll come but, back to that in a, in, in a bit. I just want to try and get the first things out and I'll come back um, with ahead. it. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Mike? 
Uh, I think in a word, it's scalability, you know, whether that's scalability across the organization or scalability in whatever you're implementing. You know, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, let's do something that works for three pages when you're talking about enterprise. You got to figure out, like, how can we roll this out either site wide or across like multiple lines of business? Okay, so and Judith. Um, I think that one of the things that I do is work across micro businesses as well as SMEs and enterprise. And the big difference, as Mike already said, is scalability for enterprise, but um, also as Imyam, um, did I say it right? Imen. <laughs> Imyan? Imen, Imen. Sorry. Um, That's what I said. That's what I said the first time yeah, around. because I thought he was an imam. <laughs> so and I was like, imam is a thing. <laughs> imam with an N. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying imam with an N. It just comes out yes. as, with, with, you know. I'm going to let all y'all mess it up. And I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, it's, it's a good thing no one's watching, really, isn't it? As, uh, you know, uh, oh, as the lovely youthful woman who has joined me on the panel. <laughs> let, let me just turn down the red hue on my contact screen here. You know. <laughs> um, we... We also, um, you, you have to think about the politics of any organization, and I think SMEs and enterprise are the same on politics. The one thing that I find is the biggest difference is in an enterprise client, I will be asked to achieve KPIs I think are, are the stupidest things that I've ever encountered in my entire life as far as KPIs, but it's important for the client because that's what they're going to be bonused on. And I'm like, but this is useless for your SEO. And he's like, but, but this is what I'm going to get my bonus for achieving. And I'm like, right, if we've got to do it, we got to do it. Um, but SMEs are more bottom line oriented. So clients that are smaller, they really have to link those um, SEO um, optimization techniques to a bottom line improvement. Whereas I think not always with enterprise, but I've experienced it more often than not with enterprise uh, or they'll pay me to give them advice and then not do it. Then pay me to tell them why they've okay. lost traffic. I'll, 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 I'll come back to those three ideas. Um, well, actually four ideas uh, in, in a little bit um, and try and, uh, try and uh, drill into them a little bit more. Cause they're the ones that you started with before, before I jumped into to other questions and stuff. But Monty's uh, asked us um, uh, a, a good question, I think, to get into the, 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 the talk proper. Um, because pretty much we all started with a, probably we started with an SME kind of mindset because we kind of learned our own SEO before, you know, we all started before SEO was a, was a thing at, at, at an enterprise level that kind of came on later. So uh, Monty's question is, uh, what's the single learning that you've carried over from SME to um, uh, SEO or SME or yeah, so SMB or SME to uh, big enterprise um, or from the other way around if you if you were only in big enterprise start. So what what carries on through from a small business mentality to a large business mentality? Mike, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I think that working with a smaller business, you're like learning how to do more with less. And then you also have to learn how to like niche down so you can be effective competing with a lot of these like bigger more entrenched brands so to that end you know you you really end up looking at the nuances of things in a different way and then once you get to the point of working with a uh, large enterprise and you apply those same concepts they just work even easier so as an example let's say we're talking about you know a link building tactic one of the ones that we use a lot is comparing a list of your followers on like twitter versus the linking root domains um, in your backlink profile. So, you know, when you've got like only a, a couple thousand followers, like that's a, a cool little tactic to probably get you, you know, maybe a hundred links. But when you're talking about a brand that has a million followers, well then 
that becomes a much bigger opportunity. So yeah, being creative and then being able to scale those creative ideas up. So that, does, that, does that mean then that we're, um, as SEOs, uh, we become ridiculously efficient money-wise for, for organizers, for, for enterprise, at an enterprise level, with that, <laughs> that kind of thing? I mean, we're just cheap then, surely. I mean, we're already inherently cheap. Like, think about what is paid for paid search versus which is, what is paid for organic search. Like, we are probably one of the cheapest channels, period. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to jump in? Yes, we are definitely the cheapest. Like, you know, and if, even though they don't understand what do we do, like, I, for enterprises, really, the challenge is, like, you have to every time explain exactly what do you do for PMM or PM, for PMs or stakeholders, which is really... Um, a waste of time with that what I see <laughs> because they want to estimate the work by dollar that's it and revenue wise and unfortunately um, to move forward and f make them understand the technicalities the backlinking and uh, the referrals by dollar it's not always right for us do, do you think do you think uh, that's the same when it's you know you're justifying putting a, a a banner in an airport, for example, do, do they not have to do the same kind of justification for each one of those banners or, or is that totally they, not the same? It, they do, they do, but unfortunately it's not the same, but it's like, you know, SAO because they are like, they think it is uh, granted <laughs> relationship for them to get it. Eventually that Google will like, you know, uh, have them there, but mm. that's what's what I learned from Bill Hunt one time. There's a way, uh, 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 there's a highway also. <laughs> as long as they don't block the bot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Judith, uh, you know, one, one single thing in either direction. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've taken away uh, from my time between SMEs and, and enterprises, I once did a calculation of the cost per click on SEO versus PPC. And that is the one way that you can win people over is to demonstrate that if we look at five years worth of, of time and look at the cost per click on an SEO versus a PPC campaign, that you can instantly win any, any C-suite or anyone anywhere by just doing that calculation or even over a year the amount of money you spend on an SEO versus the amount of money you spend per click on PPC, you can easily demonstrate that SEO is a more cost-efficient channel. So that's that's the thing that I've taken away is, is some of the data analysis that I've done for larger companies. You can actually easily then spin up the algorithms for smaller companies and, and demonstrate the value you're bringing. But can you, can't that, all, to, to Iman's point, can't that also be argued that, um, you know, well, uh, to, to, uh, to, the enterprise people at, uh, in Iman's world um, saying, yes, but the, we should have got the organic traffic anyway, uh, whether we've got an SEO or not. Um, so is that not a pushback when you present that data or you just, it's never been a pushback for you? My, my cheat is I use SEO monitor that b breaks out the, the uh, brand versus non-brand for me. So I don't have to mm -hmm. do any of that. Uh, and I can demonstrate their non-branded traffic that they would not have gotten had they not actually optimized somehow mm -hmm. for the content that they had. So if they had put it all behind a, a, a password protected firewall and hidden it from the world, uh, we can show the difference between the two using that tool. Plus, you know, yeah, sure, you, you can try, but I've actually done weirdly a data analysis on the number of people driven by organic search or directly to a website based on the underground ads that they placed over Christmas. Nice. Um, and we were able to demonstrate that the underground ads were less efficient than the link building campaign that we did um, pound for pound. Uh, so tube advertising versus 
um, our, yeah. our outreach campaign, our outreach campaign was more cost effective. And I think if you get people to put in weird URLs, you know, I want one of those, you know, from the underground.com as their tracking URL, then you can do that fairly effectively, can't you? It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. So SEO, mega efficient in an enterprise organization, probably not in everything in SEO, but, but uh, you can get a lot more bang for your buck um, is, is the main thing. You learn it right in a small business and then uh, take that into a business, if you can get it into a big business. But that comes on to our second question, which is uh, Matt. Uh, uh, Matt, I just won't pronounce your surname. Uh, any, uh, no, I'll try. Karamenico. Um, Matt says, has he, You're bad with any- names, Dixon. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible with names, faces, and, uh, and, and yeah. Uh, you should try me speaking in a different language. It's terrible. Uh, any tips on bringing the organization along for the ride? So I think this, this plays to, um, to a particularly Iman's point at the start, and I think everyone had that, that thing that um, justify, justification you talked about at the start and, uh, and uh, politics you mentioned, Judith, you know. Um, okay, so it's harder to push anything through at an enterprise level. So the yeah, question but it's, is, it's all education, you know, like you've got to educate at multiple levels. You got to educate uh, with respect to which people, what people care about at those different levels. You know, one of the things that I always try to impress upon my team when we're creating deliverables is that you got to think about the deliverable that you're making as though it's going to somebody in the organization that you've never even spoke to. You don't know what they do. This document is going to come across their desk. So if you're like, hey, you need to fix your L canonical tags and you don't explain what the importance of that is or what the context is, you're never going to get anything through. So it's all about education. It's all about you know, meeting the right stakeholders and understanding like the workflows and governance models within the organization. Otherwise, nothing is ever going to happen. That's interesting. Anyone else want to jump in on that? Yeah, so it's just like, you know, education, uh, the, the whole organization about it. But it's like, you know, it's different from, from um, different kind of businesses holding. But it's like, you know, um, the objective of SEO is really a long-term thing. And keep educating that stakeholder or like the businesses all the time, even though they're not interested in it, but they want to hear about it. But is like that kind of documented i believe they don't go through it <laughs> so the moving uh, moving with that kind of process is, is going so slower from what i have been seeing that behavior and i have been seeing that uh, small businesses or smes are more agile without educating them <laughs> i'm moving forward and trustworthy that's why they're looking forward for seos to help them even though for short terms it's not just a huge terms like in, like you know enterprises but unfortunately, it's more agile than enterprises to move forward. And the campaign of SEO, it's really uh, much easier to replicate in their, in their websites. Is it, is it that a small business is more agile or, or that you only more need agile. to tell one person and that person either gets it or doesn't get it? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, whereas, whereas in a large organization, you've got to get 10 people to get it at least, you know, before it goes anywhere. So it yes. may be that the agility is based on the one individual in a small business, which can't transpose over to a large organization. Yeah, but it it can certainly be incredibly frustrating. You know, we'll, we'll have something like a recommendation, like, Hey, uh, make, uh, you know, additional uh, subdirectories in Google search console, something that I could physically just do. 
right? Like I have the access to do, but I still got to talk to 10 people before I can press the button. So that can definitely be frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of structures in in enterprise SEO, I think, that that seem to be made to stymie us, um, that really can trip people up. And each time you step up the ladder, it gets more and more difficult. But it can be similar with SMEs. I have two CEOs I deal with. One literally physically grabbed me, like my arm dragged me to a meeting um, and and was quite forceful about wanting to use my services. Um, absolutely. And another CEO where um, I happened to meet him at an event, he was incredibly dismissive of SEOs and what we did. Um, he said that we were useless, pointless, we were expensive, and we got no results. And so I dug in a little bit. Turned out he had a really bad experience with that in PRs. I I talked to him over a number of months, about a year. Mm-hmm. And after a year, he let me show him what SEOs actually do. And he's still a client now two years later. But it's not just enterprise where you can get tripped up. It's sure. also small business. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. There's, on a slightly aside, there's a, uh, <clears throat> there's a really interesting article on intercom.com, which they call the day zero, which they, they're really talking about software as a service as a technology and saying that, you know, if you've got something like Salesforce or you've got something like um, uh, Google Analytics or you've got yeah, a, te- a software as a service, um, you can get somebody through the door but they're not going to engage until they've got the integration, um, the means to, to integrate. So you can, you can say, right, you know, you've got the, you can't do anything. You can't, you can't change anything until you've got the means to make that actually happen all the way through. And I think, I think um, just little things like CMS systems for, for the old, you know, and before WordPress, SEO was, you know, really, really hard because you couldn't do any kind of change. Now, I guess enterprise systems are still very, very hard because you can't get into the CMS most of the time. Um, but where you can, at least you can write content, for example. Uh, and so our Intercom sort of has this, this concept that you don't start measuring success of, of engagement until you've got the ability for the clients to actually implement the ideas that, 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 that of the product. And I think it's an interesting idea because an enterprise level customer basically shouldn't start expecting success until the ground rules of permissions and, and, a, and a workflow is, is allowed that will, that will um, allow something to actually happen. Um, and it may not be the best thing that you want, but you know, at least you can do something. Yeah, I mean, that really just comes down to prioritization. And again, to Iman's point, um, that is one of the things that you have to work with the team, excuse me, to develop. Um, You know, I mean, this is true in in all types of organizations, but they kind of force you to do it in the enterprise organizations. And the information that you collect about what they can actually do is what helps you, you know, force prioritize the things that you want them to do. All right. Um, yeah, and communicating that prioritization is, is sorry, Emmanuel. You want to, go on. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so so uh, well, Adamola comes in uh, here and, and asks, um, is it wise to um, to give a, give away the farm, so to speak, through content on your blog and other platforms, if and when you're hired? Uh, what's less to deliver? So uh, Adamola has the the, the the question, you know. Do you want to give away all your secrets before you before you engage a client? Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I, I have a really good um, 
a really good um, saying in my head all the time in my life. I used to be really reluctant to give things away on stage. I used to not want to tell people everything that I did on stage because I was worried what value could I bring to a client if I've just given away everything that I do. And the thing I learned is, especially after speaking at the same conference year after year, People don't even do the simple things I tell them to, like implement Google Search Console people. I went to a conference, yeah. told, told the audience to do that. Guy comes up to me next year and he said, you know, the thing you, one thing you told us, if we do one thing after your talk, do this. I haven't done it yet, but I will after this year. I'm like 366 <laughs> days later, dude. Seriously, one thing and you couldn't do that. And this is the thing. You can put it on your blog. You can say it on stage. They're not going to do it. 99% of them won't. The 1% that do are the innovators and the people who will challenge you in the future for clients. Great. Fabulous. Please do it. I've been, I'm over 50 now and I'm tired and old and I just want to retire soon. <laughs> and so do it. Just do it. Um, but people won't. So to the person... Yeah. Looking at, at this issue of, you know, do we give away the farm? Give away the farm. Don't give them exact data, but do it. Just do it. They won't do anything with it. They'll be like, wow, smart person. We should hire that person. Yep. yep. <laughs> and, and I echo that 100%, maybe even more, because I have given away the data. I have given away the actual code and people still don't do it. So yeah. you ain't got to worry about that at all. Just, just put it all out there. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so I, 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 and I, I think it's, I, it's people don't want to do it. And, and um, the truth of the matter is, knowing what to do and doing it uh, are two entirely different exercises. You know, we all know that we should get up in the morning, do a five mile run before breakfast, and uh, and make sure that we don't eat any uh, meat alcohol, you know, all these things, not good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, we know this, but we don't do them. And it's, a, and with, with uh, SEO, it's, you know, you know, you know, you, you know, you could fix that plumbing thing if you really tried, but you could call in a plumber as well, surely. So, so I agree. Yeah, you can't possibly give away too much information. I wouldn't have thought. Um, on the other side of that, I think there is a fear of giving out information and then it getting eaten up by, you know, another SEO slamming it down. And there's a personal kind of you feel personally affronted by uh, by something that you've uh, you've put up in good faith and then somebody criticizes it and stuff. And I think that's just a, a case of maturity and trying to uh, trying to, to get to a point where you're putting something up in a, in a non-confrontational way and then it can be criticized in a non-confrontational way and you're criticizing the idea, not the person behind it. Yeah, I think yeah. people take it too seriously. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know, your biggest concern should be, is Neil Patel going to steal it and put his name on it? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I've also, I've seen the, the Twitter wars and the fights where, where people have taken what somebody else has written, which was factually incorrect, and then really slammed at them about it. Um, because sometimes we all have bad days and we might react to something in a particular way because incorrect information is being sent out there. But I'm the one that gets, or other people are the ones that get hired to fix it. So I've seen misimplemented mm -hmm. um, mis hreflang. I've seen badly implemented um, JSON LD. I've seen all sorts of badly implemented code all over the place that I've had to been 
be hired to fix. So even when we give away the farm, people are still screwing it up. And when people do put stuff out there and it gets attacked, don't take it personally. I've, I've worked in, in the gambling industry. I've worked in porn. I've worked it not, not, not in front of the camera. Other side. <laughs> other side. Marketing. Um, and I've worked in pharmaceuticals. And if you don't have a thick skin after that, and I stood on stage, you know, 11, 12 years ago when I was the only woman. And if you don't have a thick skin, you're not, you're not going to be able to put yourself out there and, and take it. So maybe little, little steps, maybe start with Twitter, the, the bear pit, and then post on, on a blog. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyone else, Emma, do you want to uh, jump in with anything or should I go on to uh, Q&A for a question from uh, Christopher? Go, go ahead. Okay, so Christopher, so okay, guys, anybody that signed up in the last uh, 48 hours, which is quite a lot of people because the newsletter went out 48 hours ago, I may not have written down the questions in advance. So um, you might want to put them into this into the system. Uh, so Christopher, uh, I asked this in the Q&A portion of the sign up. Well, I'm glad you put it up here because I didn't see it, Christopher. Uh, you wanted to ask what type of strategies are best for large scale SEO projects where a company serves multiple, it's quite a common question actually, where a company serves multiple USA states with multiple cities for multiple services. For example, a national home service company serves, serves 45 states and in 1,000 cities, how would you create a URL structure, domain service plus city, uh, would you create your URL structure with domain slash service plus city or domain slash service slash city or maybe some sort of silo structure? Thank you all. Who wants to go with that one? I can take it because uh, I've worked on a lot of sites like this. So, you know, it, it basically goes one way or the other. Like some people will do it like your first option where it's like, here's the domain and the service. And there's a series of service pages that are based on city, state, um, even go on going down to like zip codes or townships or what have you. Or it's the other way where it's just like city, state, and then the services are under there. I personally think it's more easy to manage when it's the first way. Um, because you, you have the opportunity to get that specificity, but you also don't have to worry about like a ton of duplication. The biggest thing to know is that you've got to leverage your, your, the people like the services, the people in the service area to get you the content that's going to be different enough. Otherwise you're going to have a large duplicate content issue. But either way, these are both like these, both of these taxonomies are effectively silo structures. It's just which one does your organization support with the content that they have? Hey man, any thoughts? So I think it's like, you know, um, uh, I agree with Mike with that kind of thing. But as like, as I mentioned, um, having dedicated URLs for each one that kind of um, uh, aiming of his like, you know, purposes of that kind of be like, you know, for ranking or things make it his URL structures have to be clean and make sure that he submitted. And of course, I don't know what he was trying to do with that kind of URL. Uh, if he wants to crawl it very easy or want to implement it for the customers, like, you know, to reach out or the Google bot to reach it out very easily, he have to be like, you know, considering that kind of URL structure to make it very reachable, not keep deep crawling for that kind of thing. That's what I think he have to um, uh, <laughs> think about that thing. Judith, you want to add anything in there? I think the, the approach that I take, which is a little bit different, is um, the customer, what, what, 
is the way that the customer would best be served? Would it be a city state and then list of services or would it be a list of services and then a, a list of the services by city state? So, so which, whichever way it goes, what's the best for the customer? Are they going to take a lot of services by city or are they going to look for something specific, one service in, in one area of one city? So like tire repair or replace, or is it a furniture shop? Or, I, I, I thought I was going. I was going to go similar to that idea, but I was thinking from the uh, thinking about it from the organisational structure. So, if you're a uh, a sort of a credit company that sells insurance and uh, and um, loans and credit cards and stuff, then you've probably got expertise in mortgages and uh, loans and credit cards. So maybe then you should use that and then go by the states afterwards because your organisational expertise. The people that know about credit cards, we need to know all their own content and, uh, and curate and own their content underneath that, that side of it. Whereas if things are uh, like a, a delivery company and you've got the UPS and you've got places all around them and they've got UPS depots to, to spend, then it's maybe it's more of a, well, we, we need to know our customers locally. And so we therefore should have it the other way around. I don't think it matters for Google. Um, but what I do think is a more common problem in that is duplicate content. That's mm. more likely the issue. When you start trying to scale that, um, duplicate content can become an issue because you've actually got exactly the same content with insert city here. Um, and without some variety in there, that can cause some, some, some problems. And also I think the other thing is um, internally linking concepts together within those, uh, ac across those silos um, can be uh, can be very helpful, particularly topics and, uh, and ideas. Um, if you've got a page, if you've got plumbing and electricity and, uh, and uh, utilities at a at a city level, then maybe you also need to have the uh, the best national programs for electricity page that all the systems need to link to. Yeah, I mean, if you content is a problem, I guess for for big organisations, is it? Sorry, were you asking me? Well, I just, just, just. Well, I was just generally throwing it out there, but then I oh. realised I was interrupting Judith. So, <laughs> Judith, you come back on that. <laughs> I was just thinking, if it's like, I you said plumbing and, and electricity. If it's stuff for your home, then um, if you went by vertical and just went electrician and then went city state, um, that's one way you could do it. But what if I don't just need an electrician in my area? What if I also need a plumber and I also need a paver and a roofer? Then I want all of that available at, at a city basis. So it would be good to group the specialisms at a city basis. But you could also have the top level stuff of, you know, why is it important to maintain your guttering? Uh, we call it here in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, you know, why, why is it important to clear your ivy from the side of your house? Um, and, and that can be your top level. And then um, are you looking for a guttering specialist and then drop down to the city? And then you could have on the city, you could, you could still have all the services together, but have that city as the landing page for all the different services in one place but you could have your expertise articles at a non-geolocated section of the site hey judith off topic how come you don't do any like those madonna things like why don't you say straight away or anything because you've lived out there for mad long right yeah well i've been here <laughs> since 96 so yeah totally when you say out here you know we are here you know you know <laughs> 
<laughs> We've invited you into our homes. Now. <laughs> well, you know, my parents are still in Canada. My little sister and brother are still in Canada. So I'm, I'm kind of just here and home is still there and home is here. So um, it's a weird juxtaposition. I do, I do sometimes call it a, a, a boot and I'm not talking about something i'm talking about the trunk of a car but then i'll i'll call a lorry which is a truck i'll call it a, a truck to my husband who then has to mentally convert from truck to lorry now so, i'm just um, going to draw us back on topic guys if that's okay uh um, you know uh it's, um so i want to go back to your first questions your your first answers guys um and uh and just to remind you of your answers um the, 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 the four words that came up in, uh, in uh, uh, problems for enterprise SEOs are, or the difference, main differences are justification, getting that justification through, um, flexibility within the organizations, um, scalability uh, as a positive and a negative uh, issue, and, and, and politics. So, uh, and, and some bad KPIs. So that's five things. When I say four things, that's five things. Um, uh, and um, out of those, which, which of those sounds like the most toxic problem? Politics, being given the wrong KPIs, scalability, flexibility, justification. What's, what's, what's the most toxic out of those? Um, uh, or can it be any one of those? And on the other side, what's the big, what's the big win? We've already talked about scalability, but those are big wins. So what's toxic? Well, I, think, I think politics has the most potential to be toxic because it's like the interpersonal relationship stuff. But I also think the KPIs can be toxic as well because it sends people in the wrong directions. You know, if, if to Judith's earlier point, if they're like, oh, well, we just got to get, you know, rankings. Well, rankings doesn't necessarily mean you're going to drive uh, changes to the bottom line. So I think it's either one of those two. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Agree with that, guys? I agree about numbers, yes, because, you know, <clears throat> numbers uh, for uh, SMEs or um, SMBs, just only, you know, they want to see the KPIs, but the organization as enterprises, they want to see the OKRs over, uh, over the KPIs. So that's important for them. So I totally uh, see that more important than that kind of politics um, for them. <laughs> yeah, I think the political side of things definitely can be the most toxic because it's people and it's people undermining other people. So even if you've been given the right KPRs, you can still be undermined by politics. Even if you achieve everything, um, even if you, you knock it out of the park, you can still be undermined by politics because it's, it's a people thing. And is that easier or harder if you're an external agency looking in or whether you're an internal person, is it harder for the, uh, the internal SEO or is it harder for the agency? I suppose emotionally it's harder for the internal SEO, uh, but again, not necessarily. I think it can go either way. Yes. Um, you know, my experience, because I've been on both sides and I'm sure a lot of us have, um, you know, the thing about the politics when you're in-house is that those politics are ever present. Whereas when you're an agency, it's like when you're dealing with that client specifically, but those politics can hinder your own success on either side. So I think it's both. Okay. Yeah, totally agree with that because it's really, it's, not, um, it's, uh, it's really can't achieve anything faster in both ways. So it's where really into going through these processes and, and you have to be like, you know, implementing that and deploying that by taking time. So, yeah. 
Yeah, as a as an external consultant, I'm used to saying to clients at times in large enterprise um, uh, situations, you know, if you need to, blame me, um, because I'm the external agency, I'm the external consultant who's come in, um, and you're the person who has to keep your job. So I'm I'm just brought in by the outside. Um, the, I'm an outside consultant. I'm brought into the the client's environment, but the people who are in-house, it's their full-time job. And you'll be thrown under a bus sometimes, not for anything that you've done, but because the internal team needs to, because otherwise somebody internally is going to lose their job and it could be just crazy politics. So, yeah. So you're saying when you screwed it up, it wasn't really you, Judith? <laughs> yeah, I, I wish it was. I have screwed up things in my life and I do oh, own no, up to the, well, sure. the penalties Absolutely. I've, I've, I've yeah, yeah, caused, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay uh we've got about five minutes left so i i just wanted to uh have a final final question really um we're in a new normal i think it's fair to say we're, we're in a new normal however you define that uh, whether it's covid uh whether it's black lives matter um hopefully things are um are moving but hopefully they're relaxing on covid maybe not in america but in you know other parts in europe uh and uh, and black lives matter has definitely gone over the whole world um but everybody wants, we now need to try and look at some of the systemic biases in the system. And I know, as I say, Judith, um, you, there were times when you were the only, only female presenter in the whole of the conference. Mike, you've been the only black guy at a, at a conference. And Eman, you've been the only person wearing a, a scarf at, at, at a conference. And I've met you all in those situations over the years. So yeah. our industry ain't so good. I, I don't know if you've seen those circle things that are going around Twitter of, of what your influences are and stuff, of, of, of who influences you. Well, you go back and have a look at all the SEO ones in there, and I was very embarrassed. I couldn't put mine up. And I thought, that's just not right. You know, I can't find anybody with, uh, you know, there's, 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 there's a lack of diversity in here. So my question is, um, whether it's COVID, um, you know, or, or whether it's uh, diversity, how can businesses try to remove systemic diversity bias within our systems. And I'm going to leave that as a, the, the, the last question for the day. I don't know who, who's prepared to jump in first. You got to be proactive. You got to be proactive about it. I mean, just like anything else, if you want to achieve it, you got to be like, okay, let's take a plan. Let's, let's come up with a plan and let's do it. You know, it's not enough to be like, oh, we're not attracting people because they're not applying. Well, they're not applying because of a lot of things that you're not doing. So like figure out what those things are and do it. Um, you know, for me, when I started getting involved in SEO and like thought leadership and stuff, it was seeing Will Reynolds speak to make me think like, yo, I can do this too. And, you know, while he was on stage, I pitched for a conference and I got it and it just like kind of went from there. So, you know, it's one thing that you've got to position more of these people to be visible so that it encourages other people, but you also have to proactively look for these people as well and, you know, include them in what you're trying to do. So I can totally agree with you, Mike. I'm a woman who is working with engineers, who's mainly our men, <laughs> men's all the time. So they are degraded in the female, uh, female aspects over there, but you know, I can highlight things uh, from my work aspects and sh in charge, uh, like, you know, being in charge and that kind of thing, not to be like, uh, uh, like the bossing them around or something or like that. But I achieve my things by like, you know, by my work and actions. I try to be like, you know, uh, to their own level, 
but I can't because I'm a female so most of the time. <laughs> I was integrated also with that kind of uh, like, you know, male thing. <laughs> but moving them or uh, moving these engineers around is really not easy. But hopefully it will like, you know, open a mind of their um, and accept us as a woman uh, that we can make a change or like, you know, and make them understand that we can help them, not bossy them <laughs> Uh, One Judith, of the, most... the Native American. <laughs> I think, well, there aren't many Native Americans in the UK and um, we get so little sunlight, we go kind of pasty, so you can't tell. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, it's a struggle. The struggle is real. Um, I think one of the things that I used to do with Girl Geek Dinners is rewrite or help companies rewrite their job adverts because the inherent um, bias in the job advert itself excluded women and um, uh, appealed to men. And that was something that companies didn't realize they were doing was excluding 80% of women from the job advert before they mm. even got CVs. So you have to be thinking beyond just what you're doing in your company and also the, the external um, image that you're giving forth. So what are your job adverts saying? Are you making sure that you're actually diverse in the approach you're taking towards staff? We had a problem where we were doing parties and have, we had a summer party during a fasting, uh, a time of fasting. And the, there was one member of staff who it particularly hit hard. And no one cared except me. Um, and that's wrong. And this is what we're trying to change. You have to think outside of your own head. Don't have a summer party when 90% of your staff might be able to go, but the 10% that can't go suddenly feel like other. So it's, it's thinking outside of your block, like N equals one is the biggest fallacy in our industry and in every industry. So I think just think about that. Great point. I think, uh, I, and, and all, all credit to, although I don't work at Majestic day by day now, I know that they've made a very big effort to, to rewrite their, their job description adverts to, to, to be inclusive that, that way, because um, things didn't, didn't quite, you know, pan out. And, and it was very difficult to see. If you weren't looking for, for, for your bias, you weren't going to see your own bias. And, and that happened to me just, to, just today. This morning, I was in a sort of a business, uh, business self-help kind of group that i that i'm in and uh and uh one of the questions that came up was uh well i want to, i want to recruit and before lockdown i used to recruit from you know friends of friends and i and i said well, this is where your problem starts really i understand that you want cultural fit in terms of the culture of the organization but if you're going to start with i'm going to recruit from friends of friends because they got a recommendation then you're not uh, you're, you're firstly excluding a huge pool of people, uh, and secondly you're not getting the diversity of ideas and, and, uh, and abilities in, in, in the system. So I think uh, it's 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 a it's actually turned into a very bad idea of employing your friend of a friend. You know, recommending somebody is is great, and you want to do that if your friend's just lost their job. But um, if you're not going to recruit on a on a on a level playing field, then you've 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 probably closed the door to um to improving diversity right at the start i think so we're trying to do that in the search awards 
So every time I put people forward as judges for the various different search awards, I always make sure to think about who it is that I'm putting forward, how I know them, and how they're adding to the diversity of the judging panel so that it's not just always the same people that we all know and we all get together at conferences and we all drink together. We need other people coming in with other ideas. Sure, for sure. Okay, guys. Uh, so we've got to the end of our time. And uh, once again, it's been lively and, 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 and fun. And I hope that the, the audience got some, some, some good ideas and, and thoughts out of it. Um, uh, before we go, if you want to tell people if they want to get in contact with you, how they might do that and, uh, you know, just a, a, how you download your ebook and, and that kind of thing. So, um, Iman, uh, yeah, how do people you can get reach out. Yeah, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's like a man, I am a N, I, then a man next to me. <laughs> That's how it is. <laughs> and uh, you can find me in LinkedIn because I'm so um, connected to a lot of people. So it's very easy mm -hmm. to find me. Very good. Mike? Uh, just Google iPoolRank, iPoolRank.com. I'm iPoolRank on Twitter, Mike at iPoolRank.com. And also I dropped the link for the ebook in the uh, chat as well. Okay, fantastic. Uh, got it in there. That's good. And I'll try and put it, I'll try and persuade the guys to put it um, up somewhere on the, uh, when they put the recording up. Can't guarantee that, you know. Might be called the peg link. So, you know, I might get into trouble for that one. Uh, okay, and Judith? <laughs> um, you can get a hold of me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is probably the easiest. Judith Lewis is um, my LinkedIn URL. So I got in there early. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm always open to answering questions from people. If you need help of any sort, I have been across almost every industry. So um, I can usually bring some experience. So yeah, connect. LinkedIn Fantastic. me, follow me on Twitter, criticize my chocolate choices. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to read out this, uh, this URL on the, uh, on the thing. So it's in the video anyway, landing.ipoolrank.com forward slash modern hyphen SEO hyphen guide. Uh, and there it is. Um, so guys, uh, thank you very much. If you haven't tried Majestic Monitor, it's majesticmonitor.com. Plug for Majestic, obviously. Thank you to Majestic for, uh, for uh, helping me get this on again. Um, and uh, uh, a big, big thank you to, to you guys for, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it takes time and uh, energy and uh, and, um, and coordination. And uh, um, your time is, is is really appreciated by us and the Vice Majestic. So, thanks very much for your time. And okay. when it thanks cut it off, it's all going to cut off because that's what Zoom does. I'll email you afterwards to say thanks as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Cheers, thank guys. You Later. Bye, -bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.